Good afternoon, everybody. Pastor Will, extremely late this afternoon, but I'm here. Uh, I hope that you all didn't give up on me. <laughs> I was here on time. I just ran into some issues, so my bad. Uh, but y'all come on in. Uh, let me see if I can get uh, some information out here about today's topic. Uh, come on in, say something to me. Uh, God bless you all. We are excited about today's discussion, a continuation from our second book, The Relationship Battle Plan. Come on in, come on in, come on in. Uh, say something to us. I uh, want to hear from you all. I pray that all is well in this new year. And uh, I think this would be our second or third discussion for the year. I think it's our second. Uh, but uh, glad to hear from you all. Uh, new lunch and learn from Pastor Will. Ten things you need to know. Ten things. Y'all come on in. Um, live at noon, uh, let me just say live, <laughs> since it's no longer noon. Uh, come on in, y'all say something to me. I think I got it, that'll just have to do. Y'all come on in, say something. I got a few people on Instagram. Thank you all for joining in today. We're going to bless somebody real good uh, today. But y'all come on in. I got something I want to share. Let me see here. God bless you all. Uh, I see you all on Instagram. And uh, let's see how we're doing here on Facebook. And uh, YouTube, are y'all on yet? Uh, not very many of you all, but we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, certainly appreciate you all joining in with me today. This is uh, uh, going to be a great discussion um, that I alluded to last uh, week, and uh, we're going to start breaking it down. Uh, now, I'm titling this 10 Things You Need to Know About Relationships, but in specific, uh, 10, uh, what I'm calling the 10 Commandments of Conflict Resolution the Ten Commandments of Conflict Resolution. So come on in. We're, we're, we're going from this book uh, here called The Relationship Battle Plan. It's the second book uh, that we wrote on relationships. And it has to do with our challenges to occupy the same space. And the two shall become one. Y'all remember that? The two shall become one. Um, the first book deals with it from a spiritual perspective. This book deals with it from a physical perspective, from a battle perspective, having a battle plan, because you are definitely going to be in a battle. Let me find what page I'm on. So, all right. So, um, y'all say something to me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, Ariel Marie Jr. Uh, Gail, Sheila, uh, thank you all for joining in. I thought I saw a few people over here. Queen, Kira, and Miss Raina, and uh, Nicole, thank you all for joining in this afternoon as well. Um, 
this is going to be, uh, I, I won't be long today, especially since I started late, but it will be a very impactful discussion. And then we're going to bless some people. So if you're going to be participating in my little giveaway, make sure you put your full name in the comments. I'm assuming that, let me double check. I'm assuming that uh, Andrea is on and I will know here in just a minute when I check my, my, my sheets. Uh, it looks like the only person that is on is me and Andrea. <laughs> Today is the 18th. Tomorrow I get my booster shot. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm a little behind on my booster. I got my other shots early, but I'm just now getting my booster on tomorrow. So y'all pray for me. Um, but we, we are looking forward to a great discussion. Those of you that uh, are going to uh, participate in my little giveaway here, make sure you put your name in the uh, chat, uh, both on Facebook, also on Instagram, and then on uh, YouTube. Whichever way you're watching, just make sure you put something, put your name there. Um, so as we get started, um, last week I had a great discussion on why is this so difficult? And I don't know if I got any questions, but I'm going to open the floor up. I say floor, whatever that means. I'm going to open the floor up for questions before we get started here today. So if there's anybody from last week or today that have questions about uh, relationships, marriage, dating, getting in relationships, getting out of relationships, questions on divorce, separation, questions on intimacy, whatever. You know, if you ask me a question and I have an answer, I'm going to give it to you. So thank you all for joining. And let me see if I have any questions. I don't have any questions in my, in my question list. Uh, Andrea, uh, you doing good over there, darling? Uh, just checking in. Want to make sure that we're all good. And um, I want to make sure. Andrea, are you on? Please say something to me. Let me know that you're on. Because uh, I don't know that I've seen you. I'm looking for. I see, I see a bunch of other A's. I see Ariel and... Haven't seen Andrea. I'm assuming Andrea's on, but I don't know. Yes, I'm good about to log on my computer. Okay, I just want to make sure you was on, daughter. Uh, we're good. As long as you are on, we are good. And uh, any questions for me? Any questions? How do you know when to let go of a relationship? Uh, Denise, that's 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 a, a good question. How do you know when to let go of a relationship? Uh, I guess it all depends on what you mean by letting go. So now understand um, therapy. In, if you mean by separation, if you mean by divorce. Um, so uh, it's a good question. And thank you for asking that question, Denise, and starting us out with, with this uh, doozy. <laughs> my, now, my, my first response is, personally, I've never let go of a relationship. I've never left a thing, a place, or a person. Now, they've left me. <laughs> 
even when I think about my life, like I, I, I was born in Florida, grew up in Michigan, went to Michigan State, lived in Ohio, lived in New York, moved down here. Uh, in each one of those places, I had a different church, but I've never left the church. I just always went to the next thing that God had in store for me. And so I don't really necessarily look at, you know, my season with you is up, this or that. But when God calls me, I go. I don't run from anything. And so if this is kind of helping you, I've never ran from anything. Anything that bothers me is just a challenge for me to conquer. And so I would apply that to relationships, Denise. Uh, I've never left a relationship. Um, however, relationships have left me. <laughs> and uh, what's, what's to say with, with uh, you know, I, I think Maya Angelou said, when people reveal you reveal who, who they are, believe them the first time or something like that. My dad said something similar. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he said, you can reach out to people, but when they don't reach back, then they trying to tell you something. Uh, so I guess a short answer, even though it's been too long, Denise, would be, I can't make another person be in a relationship with me. I can't make another person like me. I can't make another person love me. I will always leave the key underneath the doormat if they want to come back. But when they leave, then I guess the relationship is done. I've I've never left. I'm willing to try, try again. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And so to me, divorce should not be an, uh, uh, an option. Uh, I, I really don't even like separation. You know, to me, the only time you should separate and potentially divorce is when there is physical danger. I, I, my, I have a three rule philosophy about, especially marriage and relationships. Number one, uh, if there's domestic violence, number two, unrepentant adultery, and number three, uh, criminal activity, you should not stay in that relationship. And for me, the reason for that is because that relationship, the other person's behavior threatens your life. And I'm a firm believer, God did not call us to die. He called us to live. He don't need our help. Uh, um, I'm looking for something. Y'all, y'all, excuse me. Uh, here we go. Uh, God does not need our help in dying. He did all the dying. Uh, he don't need your help for salvation. Hey, these people on, on these death cults talking about dying over this, dying over the virus, dying over that. No, 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 no. That's not what God called us to do. There are people who did die in Christianity. Um, but that's not, when you study Christianity, Christianity is not a death cult. We're not called to die. And so neither should relationships. Relationships should not be a death cult. And so to me, the only time I would really give up on uh, uh, something uh, is when uh, my life is threatened, number one. Um, unrepentant adultery because that person go catch something and bring that back to you. Number two, criminal activity. Uh, police, but you ever heard of police bust into a house and everybody get up, everybody, uh, somebody gets shot or dead or whatever. I've said this before, but I'm gonna keep repeating it till y'all get it. And uh, that's criminal activity, drugs and police, whatever. And then um, physical domestic violence. Um, I don't believe in that. Uh, and I believe that people can end up hurt and dead over that activity. 
That being said, when a person gives up on you, you can't make them love you. Christ does not make us love him. He said, I stand at the door and I knock. Now, if we walk away, that's on us. Now, we can always come back, and that's the way I feel about it. I will, there's a lot of people that have really crushed me and broken my heart uh, from whether it's personal or the ministry, because I look at everybody at this church as my brother, my sister, my son, and my daughter. And when they leave, I still love them. Uh, and I, uh, I never like get angry and mad at them or anything like that. If they want to come back, they're always welcome to come back. But if they leave, then that's kind of on them. And I have no choice. I have no choice. So I don't know if that helped you out a lot, uh, Denise, but thank you for that question. Gail has one that just, I happen to see. I'm 51 and I, and I find the older I get, I have very low tolerance for inconsiderate men. And I was told by a man for my age, my expectations were too high. My expectations were too high. Uh, you know how when you start out in life, you wanted, you wanted a man that was tall, dark, and handsome. And then when tall, dark, and handsome didn't show up, then you just said, well, can I get dark and handsome? And then when dark and handsome didn't show up, you just said, well, can I just get dark? And then when dark didn't show up, you said, well, can I just get a man? <laughs> Uh, I, I think somebody was talking about uh, uh, when Tiger Woods was cheap. Said a man is only as faithful as his options. Okay, stop, Pastor Bill. Perhaps I shouldn't have said that. Hallelujah. You can't say that you would cheat when you ain't ain't nobody asking you to cheat. <laughs> All of that being said, um, you know, uh, here's what the Bible. Talk, teaches us. The Bible says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. What I tell people is relationships. <laughs> Some Gail said, I just don't want a man. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just making light of the situation. But Gail, I, I hear you. And um, the Bible says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. So I think, number one, you got to be looking and you got to want to be found. Now, number one, if you don't want, uh, you're a female, and if you don't want uh, uh, um, a cheap buyer, then don't put your car on the cheap lot. And um, if if I know my value and my worth, then I personally would not settle for less. Well, what if nobody shows up? Then, okay, nobody shows up. I'm fine. But I'm always going to be worth this amount. And I believe that that's how we should conduct ourselves. And somebody, you know, because we assume that we just have to get married. And so people get desperate and they just accept any old thing. Can I just get a man? Does he have a leg? And, you know, the Bible said that this would happen. The Bible says that uh, uh, that there would be a time when seven women would, would, would gravitate and grab, go after just one man. And they wouldn't even demand much of them. Just can I get some? Can, okay, stop. I shouldn't say it that way. Can I just have somebody? Can I just have somebody to say that's my man, even though he got six other women? Uh, uh, and and uh, But I refuse to live my life that way. If I have to settle, then I'll just go without. And, and that's just my character. It's the way I was raised. Uh, um, uh, um, if I have to settle, then I'll just go without. Listen. 
If I go to a restaurant and they come in there and throw my food on the table, I will say, never mind, I'll just go hungry. I'm not going to just take anything you throw at me. And so I believe that we ought to set standards. I think there ought to be reasonable standards. Now, if you are two, you should not be expecting a 10. Stop, 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 Pastor Will. Stop, Pastor Will. You know, you know, if, if, if you a butterface, okay, stop, Pastor Will. Then, then you know, don't don't go for the hot, you know, the butter. You got to get a, a, you know, get some toast. Stop. Y'all don't get it. But I, I, I digress. My point is, um, I don't think you should settle. You should be reasonable, but I don't think you should settle. And my point is, is I'm, I'm never going to settle. I, I don't put up with crap. Even if I have to lose, I remember when I started my church and uh, some of my key leaders screwed up and I set them down and they were very instrumental in my ministry. One was the minister of music, one was the praise and worship leader, and I set them down. And uh, I needed, you know, black church, we need music and we need praise and worship leaders. And I ran the risk that they would leave the church or leave the ministry. But here was my view. Then they're just going to have to leave because the minute I give in to that, then I'm no longer the pastor. They're the pastor. They can do anything they want. And so I'm just the type of guy that I refuse to settle. When some things went down with, with the church and with the district, I said, all y'all can kick bricks. <laughs> I don't, I don't need this. Thank you for the little, little offerings that y'all give me. But all y'all can kick, kick, kick bricks. I, 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 don't, I don't take that crap. No, I do not settle. You know, I have a certain standard that of way I ought to be treated, what I'm looking for. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to do right by you. I need you to do right by me now. I'm going to do right by you. I'm gonna, I need you to do right by me. Now, if you're already married, that's a different thing. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the person who's looking for, to marry. Now, I've been talking to a lot of people about dating lately and these dating sites. And they say, it's so difficult, so hard. Okay, so what? I, you got some place to be. Take your time. Go through whatever you need to go through. Take your time. And if you don't find it, move on. But listen, when, when you already got a car, then you're not under the pressure to, to, to get it replaced. You might, if something good come along, great. But listen, I'm good. I'm good. Me and Jesus. See, when you are already whole, then you're not looking for somebody to complete you. You will accept somebody to help you, but you're not you're not feeling empty and void. And you just got to have you a man. You just got to have somebody to hold. You just got to have you a woman. No, I'm good. I'm good now because see, remember this. And, and I, I'm, I'm kind of going off a little bit. Uh, uh, um, but 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 but. The purpose of a mate is not to fulfill you. I know that all sounds cute. The purpose of the mate is not to my all in all. No, no, that ain't what God said. God said it was not good for man to be alone. God gave man an assignment. He says it's not good for man to be alone. And so God gave him Eve to be a help mate, not to be his all in all, not to be his primary focus, not to be this, not to be that, but to be a help mate. And it's verse and he's her help mate. But see, you need to 
to understand something. When people come into your lives, you are coming to each other's lives to help each other with their purpose, their destiny, their calling. Now, listen to me real clearly. Now, if you are empty and broken and you're looking for a man to help fulfill you, I'm just seeking to need me a man. Oh, you ain't, you, that, that, that's the wrong approach because can't no man do that. Can't no woman do that. Can't nobody fulfill you but God. That's why people are married and they think they're going to get fulfilled. And then five years later, they about to lose their mind because they're not fulfilled because that was never the purpose. That purpose was to help you in your assignment. You got to be complete before you you jump and grab a man. You got to be complete before you jump and grab a woman. See, some of us got broken hearts and broken this, and you think somebody's going to come in and fix it. No, they ain't. If you're lonely without a man and you get one, you'll just be lonely with a man. You'll be, he'll be laying up in the bed next to you, but you'll still be lonely. Okay, I, I, I digress. I digress. Let me get into my teaching today. Uh, uh, thank you for that question, uh, 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 yeah, thank you for that, uh, GT Zion. Paul said, I've learned how to be content in whatever state I'm in. I've learned how to be content in whatever state I am. We got to learn how to just say, I'm good. Now, if God sent something or someone, or if I find something or someone, then great. But if I don't, y'all ain't gonna have me out here just shaking, finding some with a leg shaking, somebody just breathing. <gasps> Put, 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 let, let me see if he's breathing. You know, check his breath. Is he breathing? Is he just a man? Is he just a, is she just a woman? Okay, no, no, no. We're not going to go for that kind of crap. And so I don't know if that helped you all, but let's get into our teaching today. And thank you all for joining uh, the, the, this year. Hopefully that was helpful to somebody. The relationship battle plan is about understanding that we're in a battle to make this stuff work. Most people lose their battle because they don't have a plan. Most people lose their battle because they don't have a plan. One of the things that I can say is uh, for the 30 years of my marriage, and I did a lot of struggling. Don't misunderstand me. I tried, and I never tried to present that I had this perfect marriage. Uh, uh, what I presented was I'm always working on it. And each one of my books was my journey and my study on how to work on this particular issue. Uh, spiritual connection, physical connection, emotional connection, love connection, and sexual connection. And every book was written to address those challenges that we face in those five areas. Our spiritual connection with our mate, our physical connection, our emotional connection, our love connection, and our sexual connection. Each one of the books, No More Drama Relationship, The Relationship Battle Plan, Soul Mate, Soul Tie, Soul Survivors, uh, First Love, True Love, Best Love, and um, Marriage, Sex, in the Bedroom. Uh, you can go to victoriouspraise.org store and, and get more information on that. But this battle plan and what we're going to look at today is, or to start focusing on is 10 things you got to know and, and specifically 10 things you got to know on how we can make this thing work. Last week, we talked about why is this so difficult? So what are those 10 things? What are those 10 things? Uh, I call them the 10 commandments of conflict resolution. The truth of the matter is, is that we fight, we argue, we don't get along. At least 90% of us, 10% of you all are birds of a feather, but most of us are opposites attract. And that opposites attract brings drama, it brings issues, it brings challenges, and we just struggle, struggle. Uh, um, and uh, as I stated last week, the reason why we struggle 
is because we never was taught how to resolve conflict. We lack personal objectivity. It's your problem, not mine. Uh, we choose the wrong approach. We got to win. 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 Win at all costs. Or we withdraw and smolder or else we give in and we die. But there's another approach, and that approach is learning how to resolve conflict. The Bible says, if it be possible, live peaceably with all men. If it be possible, live peaceably with all men. How do we do that? By becoming what the Bible calls a peacemaker. God wanted us, you know, the scriptures are replete with those. God, Jesus said, I came to give you peace. And now we need to take and learn how to get along and have peace. Now, we're not going to have peace with everybody, so don't even try it. But especially those that we're in relationship with, we need to figure out and learn how to have peace in our disagreements. Now, there are 10 things, in, and I'm, I'm in the workbook, not the book. The workbook is what uh, which goes on with this is where we talk about the Ten Commandments of conflict resolution. Number one, everybody write this down. Focus on one problem at a time, not many. Everybody say one problem. Everybody say one problem. What's that uh, prophet who said I got ninety nine problems, but a uh, blank ain't one? Was was that uh, prophet Jay Z? I'm trying to remember. Escaping me. In the book of Jay-Z, chapter 3, 5, 2, I think he said, I got 99 problems and, uh, okay, y'all don't like me. <laughs> I, 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 I say things like that intentionally to make sure y'all still woke. <laughs> okay, focus on one problem. You might have 99 problems. But you can only focus and resolve one. Everybody say one. Oh, y'all ain't heard of Prophet Jay-Z? Okay, stop, Pastor Will. <laughs> and you say I'm woke. <laughs> uh, but 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 uh, some of y'all ain't know what I'm talking about. But that's all right. Don't even look it up. Uh, but I got 99 problems. Uh, okay, stop. So. What happens with couples is over time, they build up many issues. And what happens is every time they come together to argue about the latest, they end up bringing the other 99 up. Let me, let me give you a classic uh, um, uh, uh, challenge with, with, with trying to resolve problems with, with, with couples. The husband comes in, he's frustrated because the kitchen ain't clean, whatever. He's frustrated with the kitchen ain't being clean. <clears throat> so he start fussing at the wife and, um, and you know, he, he complaining that she nasty, she ain't washed the dishes, she been at home all day. And of course she ain't cause she working just like him, but I digress. Uh, uh, but he's arguing that, um, that the kitchen ain't clean. <clears throat> So rather than resolving the issue of the kitchen not being clean, she brings up the problem that his drawers are in the middle of the flow. Every time I come, your nasty drawers just in the middle of the flow. Your nasty drawers. Now, once she bring up his nasty drawers being in the middle of the flow, he starts complaining about her stockings always hanging on the shower. 
Okay. So he brings up her, her stockings hanging on the shower. Now she's starting to get a little irate with they hanging on the shower because you a mama's boy. Okay. Now when he, when she called him a mama's boy, he started complaining about her, her nasty daddy and why that's why he in jail. And then she brings up, and and then next thing she knows, so that's why you always peeing in the bed, and that's why you smell, and that's why you got halitosis. And before you know it, okay, stop. They then brought up ten different problems. It's now six hours later, and y'all ask me which of those did they resolve? Zero. Uh, um, I, I preached a message once. <clears throat> about squirrel there was this movie i forget i think it was called up and it was a cartoon and there was this one uh 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 guy and he would get distracted every time he saw a squirrel he would say squirrel and uh and then he would come back in too and he said then he'd see somebody say squirrel and and so what happens with couples is they get distracted by uh the other person squirrel squirrel and and they get distracted and so they keep bringing up issue after issue after issue and so in a typical argument they may go over five or six different problems and none of them ever actually get resolved none of them ever actually get resolved and so, so if, if we start over and the wife and he and the husband is complaining about the, the, the dishes not being washed and she bring up his nasty drawers in the middle of the floor, you know, you listen, my drawers may be nasty and there may be some drawers in the middle of the floor, but we ain't talking about my drawers right now. We're talking about these dirty dishes. See, that's the issue. The, the first challenge that people must understand is that you cannot resolve many issues. I have a little solution that I do with my healing program that I show couples how to stay on point. Uh, when I was working that out with my wife, one of the things we would do is we would say uh, 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 um, uh, tangent alert. Tangent alert means that you're going off on a tangent discussing something and that ain't the real problem. The real problem is the real problem, but we're talking about draws. Now, we may deal with draws tomorrow, but today we're going to stay on dishes. Y'all ain't working with me. We may not be able to get to my draws until next week because we ain't resolved the dishes issue. The point is, is that you got to stay on one problem until that one problem gets resolved. Go back to Prophet Jay-Z. I got 99 problems, but we're going to deal with this one right here. We got to deal with one. You got to stay on point with one problem. Uh, uh, later on, I, 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 I have some solutions to help you with that, but I'll just kind of kind of hint to it. Always, whatever issue you want to talk to your spouse about, write that down. And make sure that you stay on that issue. Not many that, because, you know, we, we will, you know, if I, if I, uh, um, Talk about the dishes. Maybe, maybe, maybe the wife brings up that. Well, I need help with the kids. I need this. I need that. And so now we start arguing about the kids. And then you need that. You start arguing about that. And so the point of it, one of the most important things you can do is learn how to stay on point with one issue. Now, this is not just in relationships. This is with everything. This is on your job. This is in your career. This is with your friends. This is with your family. Whenever there is an issue, stay on point with that issue. I got one problem. I got one problem and we're going to stay on that one problem. If somebody starts talking about draws, listen, 
we're going to get to drawers later. But right now we on dishes. We on dishes. We on dishes. We must stay focused. And the best way to do that, uh, uh, and it's one of my techniques in these Ten Commandments, is to write it down. It is so important that you write down because if you look up and you say, we ain't even talking about the issue. You've had a tangent. You went off. Squirrel. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, you didn't went off. And you, you, you didn't get another squirrel. Uh, what, what's that saying? If you chase two rabbits, you won't catch one. You won't catch either. Because every time you get close to one, you'll see another one. You go after that one. Every time you chase that one, you see another one. You go after that one. And so this is what happens with couples when it comes to issues. They have many issues, but they never resolve any of them. They just sweep them under the rug, ignore them, act like they don't exist. People walk into your house and they see your, your, your rug and they, the rug is this high with all the dirt you swept under it and they're like they don't see that right there everybody else see it but you don't see it because you got all of these issues but the only way to do it is to deal with one the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step begins with the stir step how do you get to uh carnegie hall practice 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 one thing one thing one thing learn how to get one problem resolved Learn how to get, and how do you know when one problem has truly been resolved? It doesn't come up again. We truly resolved it. We truly resolved it. We truly resolved it. My, listen, listen, let me, let me finish this. The second thing that you got to know about relationships is to never try to resolve them with the wrong emotion. That emotion being anger. Number one, the first thing you got to know about relationships is only deal with one issue at a time. Forget about the draws. Let's work on the dishes. Number two is never deal with an issue with the wrong emotion, and that is anger. How many of you, and just tell me, put it in the chat, how many of you all, uh, uh, me and my wife did this when we first started, ever said that, you know, you know, I, I, we're not going to go to bed angry or mad at each other? Anybody ever said that? Anybody ever said uh, we're not going to go to bed angry or mad at each other. I want to. I just want to know if anybody ever said that because that's what me and my wife we made that commitment to each other when we first got married. You know, and I, and I think we took that from uh, the scripture that says, um, uh, "Be angry, but sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath." Uh, uh, Marquetta said, "Yep." Angel says, "Yes." Anybody else ever said, "Well, I'm not going to go to bed mad. I'm not going to go to bed mad. I'm not going to go to bed mad. I'm not going to go to bed mad mad." Uh, um, let me disabuse you of that idea. <laughs> Let me, we, we, it lasted for us maybe for a few months. Pastor, what do you mean? The Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Uh, uh, the problem is what happens, okay, I'm gonna preach. What happens if you in bed and you get mad? Well, you can get out of bed. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, see, here's the deal. You have to go to bed mad. Why, pastor? Because you can't resolve an issue when you're mad. Let me say that one more again. Never try to resolve that one issue, the dishes, not the draws, the dishes, not to never resolve an issue when you are angry. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. 
be the, the, the phrase, don't let the sun go down on your wrath means don't let that thing just linger over and over. And some of y'all be walking around the house mad at each other for two or three weeks, ain't had sex in two or three weeks. You just mad, don't touch me, da, da, da. don't want to communicate, you don't want to show displays of personal affection, PDA, personal displays of affection. You, you know, you walking around ignoring your wife because you're mad. That's what that passage is. Don't let that anger just marinate and resonate in your spirit for long periods of time. But let me be real clear. You should never, let me say this again, never try to resolve an issue when you're angry. Somebody say why. Somebody say why. Oh, I'm awaiting. Why, why should we never resolve an issue when we're angry? Because uh, uh, y'all didn't skip to the part three of that scripture, but you missed part two. The Bible says, be angry, part two, but sin not. When you are angry, there's going to be a whole lot of sinning going on. Uh, uh, thank you, Angie, for saying why. When you are angry, anger is what I call emotional alcohol. Let me say that again. Anger is what is called emotional alcohol. When you are drunk, naturally, you lose your inhibitions. A quiet person uh, becomes loud and boisterous. Uh, uh, anybody know a very good person until they get drunk? Anybody know somebody that they really nice, cool, calm, and collected, but when they get drunk, they cuss you out that you never know when they're going to go off? Well, actually, you do know when they start when they start drinking. And I'm talking about church folk. I ain't studying y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all be drinking. <laughs> You play too much. You always drinking. Y'all, uh, 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 I, I ain't studying y'all. I ain't studying y'all. You play too much. You, 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 when people get drunk, they lose control. Anybody got some drunk babies? <laughs> what is a drunk baby, Pastor? You got drunk and nine months later? Okay, stop. Stop, stop, stop. You got a drunk baby. Uh, 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 because alcohol, you, and, and, and the baby you got it for somebody you never would have gotten it from. Oh, I'm preaching right here. Uh, you, you get drunk, everything look good when you're drunk. When you get drunk, you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, Jesus. Okay, stop, Pastor. Stop, stop. Because see, when you're drunk in his last call at the bar, you know, you, okay, stop. The person with one eye, you're like, well, I can work with one eye. <laughs> the person with one tooth, well, you know, that, that helps them that, you know, they can just gnaw that coin with one tooth. And, and, and so when you get drunk, everything, okay, stop. When you get drunk, you lose control. You lose, you don't think properly, you don't think correctly, and you do crazy stuff when you are drunk. That's why the that's why you don't get drunk. The Bible says, "Be not drunk with wine, where is in access, uh, but be be filled with the Spirit. Get drunk in the Spirit." So, anger works the same exact way as alcohol. When you get physically drunk with alcohol, you start cussing people out. What happens when you get emotionally drunk with with anger? Where my, where my preachers at, they be cussing folk out. Where my missionaries at? Where, where the church folk at? See, the one thing I can tell y'all is uh, I never cussed my wife out. My kids never heard me cuss my wife out. I got angry, listen to a brother, but I didn't sin because I understood that when I'm angry, I have to stop. 
when I'm angry. See, when you drunk, somebody got to take your keys because you might go out there and hurt somebody. And when you get angry, somebody got to take your keys because you're going to say something. You're going to call somebody a B. You're going to tell somebody you ain't nothing. Your mama ain't nothing. Your daddy ain't nothing. And, 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 and y'all, I'm preaching right here. Why you pee in the bed and, and, and you're doing all this kind of crazy stuff because you are drunk. You will call the love of your life a bee. You will call the love of your life the woman who uh, uh, who gave you your children. You will go off because you're angry and you are mad. People are in jail because they did something while they were angry. We call it temporary insanity. I call it drunk. Mad drunk mad drunk and so if you are mad at your mate don't be saying we need to talk <laughs> no you need to go to bed and sleep off that alcohol that emotional alcohol are you getting it are you getting it and, and so that's what I realized. I said, no, because every time I try to have a conversation with my wife and I'm angry or she's angry it don't end well. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It don't end well. Somebody going to get cussed out. Somebody going to get snapped on. Somebody. But here's one thing we know what's, what's not going to happen. It ain't going to get resolved. <laughs> Y'all listen to me. All you folk that say, no, we taking care of this tonight. No, you're not. You're going to make it worse tonight because you are angry or he's angry or she's angry. But when somebody's angry, y'all got to shut it down. Y'all ain't no little children throwing temper tantrums. You know when you're angry, shut it down. Now, I'm not saying ignore it. And that's another thing I'm going to deal with a little bit later. When you shut it down, you, you, you postpone it. You say, listen, can we talk about this tomorrow? Now, don't use it as an excuse not to talk about it at all, because some of y'all just are avoiders. You don't like dealing with conflict, and you will use this to try to avoid it. Nope, you can't avoid it. That's another issue, because if you avoid it, it will slowly poison you. You just can't deal with it today because you are emotionally drunk. Alcohol is emotion. Anger is emotional alcohol. You don't talk the way you normally talk when you're angry. You don't make good decisions the way you normally make decisions when you're angry. You you say, am I preaching to anybody? You will go out of, you, you lose it when you're angry. And so you cannot resolve an issue when you are emotionally drunk. I hope I'm helping somebody. When, when, when you get angry, you have to say time out because you're drunk. I said this once before, but I had a uh, uncle and he was an alcoholic and uh, we would go and spend time. Uh, me and the family would go and spend time. When we first get there, he wouldn't be drunk and he'd be pleasant. He'd spend, uh, uh, you know, his nice little pleasant pleasantries with the family and his brother and his, you know, nieces, nephews and all of that. And then about a couple of hours of that, he, he retired to his room and we don't see him for the rest of the week. <laughs> That's the weekend, you know why? Because he go in there, he grab his bottle, he don't come out. You know why he don't come out? Because if he come out, hallelujah, somebody little kid gonna get cussed out. <laughs> if he come out, somebody's wife gonna get cussed the clean out. 
cuss the blank out. Can I preach to anybody in here? And see, some of y'all get emotionally drunk and now you want to talk. No, no. If your husband make you angry, write it down because we got 99 problems, but we're going to deal with one. And then you talk about it after the anger has subsided, after you've come off of your alcoholic binge of anger. You've got to get that. That is so vitally important. You will never make it in life if you keep trying to deal with stuff when you're angry. Some of y'all didn't quit jobs when you're angry. You didn't cuss out your pastor. You didn't say stuff. You didn't left the ministry, left the church, left your husband, left your wife, did all kind of crazy stuff because you're in an emotional state. I call this an emotional decision, an impulse buy. You ever had, you ever been hungry and, and, and you buy, you go to the grocery store, and all of a sudden you didn't fill up the whole cart. You went there for a loaf of bread and you come back with a hundred dollars worth of stuff because you are being driven by your emotions. You ever notice they always have stuff at the counter when you're checking out because they want you to make an emotional and impulse buy. And this is what anger does. You just, you just do and say things that you should not do or say. That's important. I'm going to stop right there. There is eight more things I want to share with you all throughout this thing, but it is important that number one, you focus on one issue. And number two, you watch your anger. When you get angry, you got to stop. You got to shut it down. What did y'all get out of that teaching today? My time is up. What did y'all get out of that? Uh, uh, what did you get out of that? I want to hear from you. I'm going to bless somebody here in just a minute. I'm going to ask you all to sow a seed as well. But I want to hear from you. Did y'all get anything out of that teaching today? Um, somebody going to say, yeah, I got 99 problems. <laughs> Uh, number one, focus on the dishes, not the draws. <laughs> My draws are on the middle of the floor, but we, you just have to step over them for right now. But we're trying to figure out who's going to wash these dishes. <laughs> Menopause anger is crazy. Thank you, Rita. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, listen, as I get older, I realize men have this thing called the andropause. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we start doing crazy stuff, you know, like putting on hoodies and buying, uh, buying convertibles. <laughs> stop, Pastor Will. Stop, 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 stop. Uh, 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 showing up with the club with some white shoes on. Talking about who granddaddy that is. <laughs> Anybody, what else did y'all get out of this? Never make decisions when you are mad because he will send back <laughs> he was sent back to mama. Anybody else? Yes. Uh, I, I said something earlier. I think it was to Gail about making the right decision. Listen, don't be, uh, I heard somebody use the term thirsty or desperate. I, I don't have a problem with desiring to have a mate, but I'm not going to just accept any old thing as a mate. I'm going to learn how to be content and whole in myself. And if a help mate, and put the word help in front of that instead of just saying mate, if a help mate shows up, then we can talk. Uh, uh, don't allow each other to go to bed mad. Uh, Keetra, you, you missed it. No, you should go to bed mad. <laughs> you shouldn't just stay mad. 
I've been married for 30 years to God be the glory and I've gotten less tolerable of a lot of things. So this is good to me. Focus on one problem. Stay focused. That is so good. And and, and let me say this to you because I'm going through something with, with my wife and we've been married for 30 plus years as well. And, and I can only imagine that she probably just got tired of me. <laughs> I, 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 I can only, I'd imagine, you know, we've been together for 30 years. I guess she just got tired. But, 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 but then, you know, if, if you, if you get to that point, you got to go back, you got to go back and remember. That's why I kept writing these books because I wanted us to learn how did God intend for this to work? Cause he had to have had a plan. He had to have had a plan. He had to have had a plan. He knew that we would get 30 and, and become more irritable and short-tempered and less willing to take stuff. You know, when you're newly married, you'd be putting up with all kind of crap. But you, but when you get old, you'd be like, if I see another pair of drawers in the middle of this floor, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Listen, my time is up. I want to receive an offering. Now, first of all, this book... Uh, um, is called the relationship battle plan. The teaching is from the workbook though. And if you want to get that book, it's in, uh, it comes in a set. It's in our church bookstore. Uh, I'm going to post the link to it. Um, and um, you can go to victoriouspraise.org and, and look, look up relationship battle plan. Let me see if I can put it on Instagram as well. That's the link to anybody that would like to get that book. It's the workbook that has these 10 uh, commandments in it. I'm going to be dealing with each one of them over the next several weeks. So we dealt with the first two. The next two uh, uh, that we're going to deal with, I want y'all to, to sow a seed, is um, practice give and take communications. That is good. And... Um, uh, focus on the problem and not the person. Uh, we're going to really dig into those on next week. But thank you all for your time. Listen, if you have a seed that you would like to sow, if you're being blessed by my teaching, I would love for you to sow into the ministry. This is not to me. It is to the ministry. And I'd love for you to sow into it. Uh, go to victoriouspraise.org slash giving. I think I got some links. Let me see if I can find it. And uh, um, I believe in what I'm doing. This is ministry for me. This is my job. This is what I do. This is what I believe in. I believe that too many people are being destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So I'm using this vehicle to share knowledge. And uh, the Bible says, if you come in the presence of a prophet, uh, you should bring the prophet something and then you will receive a prophet's reward. You receive the reward of a prophet. So there's a few ways to give. You can text to give. Uh, you can use our mobile app or, or you can um, go to our website, victoriaspraise.org slash giving. Uh, whatever Lord places on your heart, I usually challenge you all to sow a $21 seed. This is lunch and learn. I can't hardly get a good lunch for $21. So if you receive something spiritual and you want to sow a carnal offering, I would greatly love uh, to uh, have you all do that. Uh, this is this is what uh, I do. This is what our ministry does. And God says, when you bring tithes and offering into his house, then his house is able to do things like what you're doing. The church pays me an offer. I mean, church pays me a salary. Uh, um, but 
uh, that's I'm going to receive that whether I do this or not. But I'm asking you to sow into the church so that everything that we do can continue to go forth. So thank you, Rita. She said, I love my church and my pastor is crazy and I love it because I'm crazy too. Thank you, Rita. I don't know if I should say thank you for her calling me crazy, but <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be calling myself crazy. So y'all pray for me. Uh, uh, thank you all for your seeds. Listen, um, I want to bless uh, someone. Now I'm going to close with a prayer. I, I, I want to close with prayer. I don't want to end these sessions without praying over you and praying over your relationships. Anybody that's with me, we're in 21 days of prayer, 6 a.m. I'm praying every morning at 6 a.m. for up through Friday. That's 21 straight days. And uh, God is specifically telling us to petition him, ask God for something. And so every morning we're coming on with specific requests for the day, specific requests for the day. So um, uh, I'm going to, if you want to participate in that, make sure that you put your name in the comments and uh, I'm going to pick somebody. I'm going to just bless someone today. I'm only going to do one person today. I'm going to bless you with, 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 with a few little groceries and gas money today. I'm going to bless somebody with some groceries and glass, gas money today. Uh, I may change. I may do different things each week. Today, I'm going to bless somebody. Um, you know what? I was going to bless you with $100, but I'm going to bless you with $150. I was going to bless you with $100, but I'm going to bless somebody with $150. I love to give. I give to the Lord and I give to people. I remember years ago asking God to bless me. It's called the Abraham Abrahamic blessing. God says, I will bless you and through you will all nations of the earth be blessed. Money for me is just a way for me to be a blessing. I, I, I don't really care. Um, uh, somebody tried to call me. Hopefully I didn't lose my Instagram folks, but uh, I, I don't really care. Instagram, can y'all still hear me? I forgot to turn off my phone. Uh, did I lose the volume on Instagram? Are you all still there? Somebody please say something on Instagram. Uh, Jenna, can you hear me, darling? Uh, I want to make sure that you all, when we call out the winners, I want to make sure that you all can still hear us. So please let me know if you can. Uh, ain't nobody saying nothing on Instagram. Uh, hopefully I didn't lose y'all. Maybe I did. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Instagram, if y'all, uh, if y'all can't hear me. Not one person responded. <laughs> oh, well, um, so we're going to call out the winner and, um, uh, nope, still ain't nobody on Instagram said anything. I guess I, I hope that I didn't lose them, but maybe I did. Can't hear you. All right. I'm going to, yep. That's what I thought would happen. I think the only way, let me put this here. I will restart. Um, 
Okay, so let me cancel that. Share. All right, hopefully my Instagram followers come back on because uh, I got to bless somebody. So, um, all right, um, I'm going to bless somebody with $150. If they're on Instagram, I apologize to you all for that. Uh, can y'all hear me now on Instagram? Uh, can y'all hear me? I see a few of you all coming back on. Okay, that's better. Let me hurry up before somebody else call me and, and I lose my uh, volume again. Um, all right, so I'm going to bless somebody with $150 today. <clears throat> That's enough for gas and groceries, I think, or a little bit of groceries, not a whole lot of groceries, uh, or a lot of bit of gas. Uh, let me do this real quick. And uh, let me see, we have on today 72. Seven folks are on. So let me go into my random number generator. One through 77. Generate. And the winner is number 75. Wow. Number 75. And number 75 is. All right. I need you to say something if you're on. Uh, if you're on, I'm going to bless you with. Um, $150, and that is Shawanda Sledge. Shawanda Sledge. Shawanda, are you on either Instagram or Facebook or YouTube? And I'm looking in all three. If you're on, I need you to say something to me. Rita says, my cash up is. <laughs> Shawanda, if you're on, I need you to put in the comments, I'm on. Uh, uh, otherwise, I'm going to put my money back in my pocket. Shawanda going once. I'm looking on Instagram. I ain't heard nothing. Shawan, I'm looking on Facebook. Uh, uh, I'm looking on YouTube. I don't see her on YouTube. I'm looking on Facebook. I don't see her. Shawanda, I guess you don't want my money. All right. Goodbye, Shawanda. <laughs> I'm just joking. I see you, daughter. Uh, uh, thank you, Shawanda. Uh, Shawanda, uh, email me your cash app. Pastor Will at victoriouspraise.org. Will's got one L. Will's got one L. Will's got one L. Let me pray a blessing over everybody right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, let this word that I've shared today take root in our heart. Be a blessing to somebody. Somebody's going to go back to that relationship and say, Lord, help me to stay on focus with one issue. And Lord, when I get angry, hallelujah, I will step away until we can come back later. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're going to learn from this and we're going to grow. We're going to grow. We're going to learn. We're going to grow, Lord. The enemy wants to destroy us. But Lord, you came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. That my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So God, we thank you for the knowledge today. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Don't just live life. Live a victorious life and have an amazing day. If anybody was wondering why I was so sad yesterday, because some of y'all was like, 
like saying, oh, Pastor, is everything all right? Because I think I said something about don't call me. I, I'm not doing good. That was the Cowboys. But I, I lost. The Cowboys lost. They're the only team that was that had a home game and lost their home game. Only one. But I, I'm, I'm still a Cowboys fan. I'm still a Cowboys fan. But they lost. They 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 broke. I, I I was upset. I didn't even watch ESPN. I ain't I ain't watched nothing uh, yesterday. So somebody asked me, "Are you all right?" I said, "No, I'm not all right. My team lost." <laughs> somebody say uh, 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 somebody was trying to say try to try to make it seem like that was so bad about the Cowboys. I said, "You do understand." that that same thing happens to every team except for one. <laughs> I said, the Cowboys always think they win. I said, everybody think they're going to win until they lose. <laughs> I'm done. Y'all have a great day. Don't just live life, live a victorious life and have an amazing day. Be blessed.